Genesis 13, 14 through 18. The Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are, northward and southward and eastward and westward, for all the land that you see I will give to you and to your offspring forever. I will make your offspring as the dust of the earth, so that if one can count the dust of the earth, your offspring also can be counted. Arise, walk through the length and the breadth of the land, for I will give it to you. So Abram moved his tent and came and settled by the oaks of Mamre, which are at Hebron, and there he built an altar to the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, so this is kind of piggybacking. It's a short reading today, but it's a piggyback from yesterday. Yesterday, if you're just joining us for today, sorry you missed. It was so exhilarating. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joke's on you. But anyway, <laughs> um, but yesterday we looked at the story, Abraham and Lot were kind of dwelling in the land of Canaan together. Um, but there was the, the land couldn't support both of their families, both of their flocks. And so they decide to separate. Abraham kind of gives Lot first dibs. Lot takes like the, the best, great right. um, land by the What appears river, to be the best, and yeah. It doesn't go well with him. Yeah. He, um, uh, we'll see that later, but it does, but Abraham kind of takes the leftovers and it does go well with him. Um, and God says, look, I'm going to, this land that, you know, was the second choice it's going to be your land, and I am going to bless you. I'm going to make your offspring so great. Um, I am going to give you this land, and this from this place, a, a blessing from the whole world will come. So, um, yeah, what are your thoughts on the passage? Jennifer? Yeah, well, I love the contrast of how this one starts, where it says, where God said to Abram, lift up your eyes and look. Whereas in the passage we read yesterday, it was like Lot lifted up his eyes. So you kind of get this sense that like Lot is... He's on his own. He looks to his own understanding. Abram seems to always be in a position, like a relationship with God. He's right. always listening and God comes to him. So he tells him to lift up his eyes. Um, and then he shows him, he says he's going to give him this land, but it's very, the language here is very expansive. I mean, it's like northward, southward, eastward, westward, as far as you can see in every direction. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to give you this land, which is a physical land in a moment in you know time but then he says um but it's going to be for you and your offspring forever and so there's this i don't know there the, this is one of those moments in the bible where you say like this is much bigger than just like lot got this plot you're getting this plot and it made me think of the nature of provision i think so how often like there's good things that we want in life and how you try to figure out how to get them but it's easy to move into this position of kind of being like the architect of my own life, the right. designer of my own life. And instead of a position where it's like, yes, I want these things. I ask God for these things, like a family and a happy, you know, like peace and all these kind of, but a, a heart that really wants God to provide for those, provide those for me. Like I want his way and I'm acknowledging like I can't even see. So there's like some of that playing out into this too. Like this again, the nature of faith. And when God provides, and this is not to say like he provides um, you know, more more wealth, more children, more whatever these temporal things when you trust him that you can like a prosperity gospel kind of thing, like just trust him and you'll get more. But his plans are always bigger for us than we ever uh, yeah, think. I think I think yeah. Real blessing 
whatever that may mean, is in the will of God. And, and, and I think the thing that I would say, if you're listening to this and trying to make sense of all this, is are, you know, does your life begin with the things of the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. You know, are you are you scheduling the Lord around you always schedule around your priorities, right? Yeah. Um, like if what's your anniversary, Jennifer? June twenty fifth. June twenty fifth. So if like it was June twenty fifth, um, you know, that whatever year that was that you were married. Oh, ninety four. Yeah. Ninety four. June twenty fifth, nineteen ninety four. Um, you're about to marry the perfect man. I mean, you, that was a priority for you. Mm -hmm. And so if like one of your girlfriends would have said, Hey, we're all going to the beach that weekend. (laughs) You, it would have been easy to say no. If your work would have said, um, you know, Hey Jennifer, we need you to like do this special conference over the weekend. You would have had to say no. right? Right. Why? Because your wedding to Matt McClish, I mean, you know, come on, who can blame you is a priority. Right. And I think that this is the way that we should live our lives. Like, like our worship, our time of prayer, um, our time in Christian community, our generosity. I mean, Mm -hmm. are the things that are the things of God taking priority in your life? Mm -hmm. And as they do, I just think you find yourself in the way of God. And so I think like this blessing that comes to Abraham stems from, in a sense, like his love of God and his love of others. Like he he trusts the Lord and he loves Lot. And so he yeah. kind of, those things guide his decision rather than like what land's going to make me most prosperous. And so he, right. he follows the party. And, and in that, God actually does bring him prosperity. Yes. Um. And so anyway, I, I think that that's kind of what I'm taking away from yeah. this. Is like, are the anchors of God the true anchors in your life, or is something else kind of right? You know, is your life anchored in something else? Well, and to reinforce that, you see how he responded again. He um, he builds an altar to the Lord, and I love how you keep seeing this repeated over and over in Abram's life. Because he's actually only received the promise. He hasn't received the land. And as we know from the rest of the story, he never actually will. Not to the the um, to the extent that what God is saying here. So it's not like he waits until he receives, you know, actual um, physical blessings before he responds to God in gratitude. He literally is just he just trusts the world. Yeah, and it's like you can feel the love. He just responds to God, even making him this promise um, with an altar because he he seems to understand the character of God. That's right. And again, I mean, I think this is I look at Jesus, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he definitely doesn't take like the path of greatest prosperity. You know, he does not consider his equality with God a thing to be used for his own advantage. He humbles himself. But in this humility, he's now received the name that is above every name. Um for the joy set before him, the joy of obeying his father, the joy of being united with his church, he endured the cross, right? And so Mm -hmm. I think you're just seeing the character of Jesus come out, um, you know, even in these ancient stories. So um, very helpful, very powerful. For Jennifer McClish, I'm Jason Dees. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you 
or faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our Daily Rhythm.